0: I'd say you know before you quit your job I'm a I'm an advocate for trying to spin up a, a service or whatever to start to generate some revenue before maybe you quit your job I think that that's a good I had kind of double dipped right so before I totally quit I'd started doing other things on the side they were generating some income so I think that uh, that's a really great uh, practice as well Welcome to the Invest Local Podcast, where we uncover the brilliance of local businesses that are slugging it out, serving their customers, and giving back to their own communities. Check us out at vicinitycapital.com and give us a follow on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we are not making any investment recommendations, nor are we providing any sort of investment advice. Now on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the
1: Invest local podcast series. Thanks for you for tuning in. I'm your host, Derek Whaley. And on today's podcast, we're joined with Stephen Ullman, owner of Ullman Ventures. And Stephen has a pretty awesome extensive background. We're going to dive into consulting with KPMG, uh, sales, director of business development for simple LTC, and assisted in development, strategic partnerships, marketing campaigns, new products, you name it. Stephen is a graduate of Texas A&M, uh, May's business school. And we're really just gonna dive in. One of my favorite things with Steven was, uh, it seems like it's a tagline on his website, which is phenomenal. We're gonna talk about that too. Building 50 businesses by 2050. So that'll probably be my favorite part of what we're gonna talk about today. But Steven, thanks for jumping on, man. We appreciate you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and and the journey consulting, sales, and now Ullman Ventures. Um, What's the...
0: What's going on? Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so I'd start actually my childhood. My father uh, was and still is a pastor, has a for-profit company and a nonprofit organization. So grew up around a dad that was high capacity, high efficiency, still very present with our family. And so I just thought that was normal. I thought that's what all dads do. <laughs> and I found out that it, it was kind of abnormal. Uh, but it set me on a path towards loving the concept of having multiple things going before there was this concept that was preached of passive income strategies and, you know, uh, multiple streams of income. And I just kind of grew up around that. And and so, you know, went to Texas A&M, ended up going the consulting route on the strategy side and really enjoyed that. Um, was really kind of in telecom on the technology side for a couple of years with clients and was approached by someone that had a, had acquired a small healthcare software company and said, Hey, I fired my head of sales. He was getting drunk at trade shows, making a fool out of us. And so I you know, I wanna inject some youth into the company and see what we can do with it. And it was a, a decent sized company. It was a seven figure company when I came on and we went on a tear. They hired a couple great super quality developers and a head of marketing and we all just became like best friends and just uh kind of crushed it frankly it was a really good run for about four and a half years and the company got reacquired in a private transaction and i i joke of that as my mini mba basically and um, was really just let into a lot of major decisions and and strategy and so i just i learned a lot and the natural progression of that was to go from a huge company to a small company and then out on my own. And um, that was about three years ago that I, I went uh, out on my own and started Ullman Ventures and um, have been having a lot of fun.
1: Wow. You, you know, backing up a little bit to what you said about your crash MBA course. I mean, not a whole lot of people realize it. Uh, I mean, getting pushed into the deep end and kind of learning how to swim. I mean, sometimes it's the, the past fail courses are sometimes the best. The real real life yep. past sale courses are the best and very few people get the opportunity of, of what you had get to get to be a part of a team at a certain time in that that company's history that they get acquired and then you get to see wow okay this is how it's a whole different type of play i mean there's t-ball and then, mm-hmm. there's, then there's the show and that's that's pretty uh that's very cool yeah life experiences are always the best educators that, for me that i found but i was, I was never good at academics so well i i gotta get through a huge shade at your your old man i we I mean, need more dads like that i mean you just kind of inspired me with my little man that's that's growing up i mean passing the torch on and not just yep. skill sets but you know the the passive income that's a whole other podcast um so so Almond ventures you know why why this this company why this project um what's what's your vision behind it
0: yeah so i um it It's really rooted in um under self awareness so I know that I am flourishing and I'm learning and enjoying the most when I'm involved in multiple things where I can do some cross training um, maybe I can even vertically integrate some of that um and and so just when I'm having a lot of fun and when I'm kind of growing and, and developing, it's when I'm not solely focused on one thing. And even that was even true at the, the healthcare software company, because I really was the product manager and the head of sales. Uh, we were about 15 people. And so just having to be responsible for all of that, I was just constantly learning kind of um, at a rapid rate. And so I knew when I went out on my own, you know, I, I started with um, really with a marketing agency for, for cash flow purposes, but it also has a a more connected vision to it in that I want to build a few service companies that service the rest of what I would call kind of a micro private equity portfolio. So looking for opportunities, you know, I have another one kind of in the works that would be kind of a generic play that could serve any type of business, just like a marketing company could in theory. And so um, the, the other major part of all that and kind of the 50 by 2050 and maybe I get to 21 or something. That's great. It's really just kind of a North star. Um, but I'm, it's going well. And so I feel like I just, you know, onwards, you know, keep going. Uh, the other major portion of it is that I have learned to not do things alone and in isolation, uh, for multiple reasons. And so I don't, I'm not equity hungry in terms of trying to protect, protect, protect. Whenever I want to pursue a new venture, I'm looking for a partner or partners. I I don't ever, try to do something on my own so that's another big piece of it
1: no that's that's good I think Arnold Schwarzenegger at one of the um, uh, college commission speeches you know talked about you know how he hates the self-made man phrase you know because he went back over his life and all these people that helped him and how he partnered with people and just the collaborative team effort and I love that it's it's, it's humbling and transparent to say hey here's my ego at the door how can we get things done let's Mm -hmm. work together so no that's That's pretty phenomenal. So hardest, I guess, challenge at the beginning um, for you, were there any, I mean, when you, when you first started this and then have there been any, any growth challenges? We, uh, we like to talk unicorns and rainbows, but we also, I mean, starting something and growing something, the hardest thing to do. And (laughs) and, uh, we like to break that apart. Were there any
0: challenges for you? Sure. Yeah. Two, two come to mind. One is that um, the balance between immediate income generating um, activity versus opportunity generation, um, is a really given that I'm working on multiple ventures at the same time. Um, I think you mentioned you have a, a little man, so I've, I've got two young kids and a wife and love, uh, love them and love supporting them. And so it was kind of a balance between doing things that produce income versus also spending time, um, looking for new opportunities and new business partners and being opportunistic, um, And the balance of all that. So that's, that's been a challenge. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place at, but it's been difficult over the last three years to manage that. And, and then the other thing is that I, um, most things that I've done have been digital. So they've been software services that were digital. Um, I, I have, uh, dipped my toe into the physical realm, uh, in the form of an artificial turf company here in DFW. Um, and, you know, I would say that the challenge there is that, you know, while a lot of things are very transferable, transferable skills across things that I do, that, I mean, I have a huge respect for physical business with physical assets, life on life, you know, going into someone's backyard. Um, it's a whole different world. And so that's something in terms of learning some lessons and getting kind of punched in the face a little bit here, there, uh, have you know, um, like I said, a lot of reasons why I have immense respect for people doing uh, those sorts of businesses as well.
1: Fantastic.
0: So let's, let's be on the partnership side and
1: uh, let's flip the coins, right? So the struggles and challenges, victory. So you have one that pops into your head. If someone were to put you on, on stage and say, Hey, share, share a great story where you collaborated or partnered with someone and it just and it grew, whether it's, you know, something physical, like you mentioned with, with the turf company or something more mm-hmm. software digital related. Do you have one that pops, comes the top of your
0: head? I, the first thing that comes to my mind is actually a little a newer project called Omni license, um, which is a company that provides um, license renewal monitoring and continuing education monitoring for service companies mainly. So plumbers, HVAC, electricians, real estate agents, things like that. And, you know, i i really seek out and kind of position myself in such a way to invite people to reach out to me to partner and it worked like a charm several months ago someone had reached out to me and our skill sets are perfectly opposite i mean it couldn't be better what he is good at i am terrible at what he hates i love it's it's just a match made in heaven and so you know, we are um, really having a lot of fun and building that product, have some revenue. And, you know, it just is exactly what I hope, you know, that I'm positioning myself in a way that invites collaboration. And when you find that perfect fit, it's just, it's a magic.
1: So a lot of people look for that. and, and, And I'm hoping, you know, like a lot of the people that tune into these, these podcasts, you know, specifically they're their startups or they're looking at starting up or they're well in their way and they're mm-hmm. looking at best practices. How, how does that happen? Is it is it organically dumb luck? Did you find that person? I mean, how did you network to be able to get that match made in heaven?
0: So I, I put out some content um, on, you know, on a cadence that has to do with joint ventures and partnerships so that people know I have an appetite for that. Um, across different channels uh, social media channels and then uh, my website as well and um, and on my website kind of have a path for people to enter into to to say hey I'd be interested in partnering with you but just because you have that com- first conversation doesn't mean it's going to go well so um, I think having being like ruthlessly honest in those first one or two conversations is really important to say, hey, I'm not going to pretend I'm awesome at something that you need help with. I want to be really clear. Hey, I'm, I'm not a developer, you know, or uh, maybe it's someone saying, hey, I don't do sales. I'm bad. at. You don't want me to do sales. <laughs> so if this conversation includes me doing sales, we should stop talking. And I hope that whatever you're working on goes well. And so that's, that's been a huge key is to just be really, really transparent and honest in those conversations
1: quite refreshing quite refreshing well no I mean
0: depending on uh,
1: whatever you're doing I mean being able to get your message out for the right people to to attract I mean that's 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 hard to do and that's hard to hit but I mean it sounds like with with you social media uh, has been I mean that's just becoming more and more It started funny it started with Facebook and now the most thriving you know companies brands have a LinkedIn page presence Instagram you know fill in the blank so is that is that where you heavily market a lot of your uh, your ideas and, and how to how to partner? Is it through social media?
0: It is um, mainly LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I think a lot of people don't value Twitter enough actually for that sort of thing. Um, and just over the last one to two years, I've had immense value off of that platform. And it's it's a give and take. You need to be producing things and writing things, and, and that's one of the greatest undervalued skills I think in the world right now is writing. It's an incredible superpower. And um, when someone says, you know, hey, what you wrote, I read that. That was that was really interesting. Like, it's really hard to get there. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I feel like I, that's been a, a process. And and so, yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter have been the two main channels for me. Okay,
1: and I noticed on your website too. Where you would advocate a uh, 10-day course for people that want to start their own business where did that generate from and and uh, i haven't obviously have not reached in into it to get the, the text but was that also your your brainchild that's a brilliant catch
0: yeah thank you um i came across a new newer platform called arist uh, it was actually built by college students and um, they are kind of really focused on micro learning and Um, They have a phenomenal backstory. Um, And so I I tested out the platform, really loved it. So I decided to build a 10 day course. And I think the open rates on SMS are above 95%. And so, you know, we talk about open rates for email all the time, but, you know, or, you know, tracking clicks and things like that. But SMS is so natural for people that um, I really am a big advocate for SMS marketing while you try to make it feel organic and natural and like a friend is texting you, but it's, um, it's pretty effective.
1: Sure. I think email, you know, a lot of marketing you know, companies and teams, you know, I know we giggled out um, in a past life of mine at like 30% open rate, right? That was like, Oh my gosh, like three out of 10 people mm-hmm. opened it and 95. Yeah, it's kind of, you're right though. It, it, it does materialize a little bit better with texting. So, when you're talking, you, you clearly had, you know, with being KPMG and with a simple LLC, uh, and you, you quit, right. And you went on this on your own. What would you recommend to the people that are, are about to look out and go on their own? Was there any myth that you want to debunk? Is there anything to the, to the local, you know, uh, entrepreneur who's in his community saying, you know what, I just, I turned in this, my cubicle or my space or whatever. I want to go out on my own. Is there anything, words of encouragement, caution to that person?
0: I think with a certain subset of people that are in that bucket, they think that they need to raise money to do that effectively. And I think that's a really big mistake, Um, especially for a first-time entrepreneur 99% of the time. So that's not everyone. But for the people that have this belief or this expectation they need to go raise money to try to do that effectively, I think I would really strongly discourage them from doing that. Um, The best form of funding is revenue. So I'd say, you know, before you quit your job, I'm a, I'm an advocate for trying to spin up a a service or whatever to start to generate some revenue before maybe you quit your job. I think that that's a good, I had kind of double dipped, right? So before I totally quit, I'd started doing other things on the side that were generating some income. So I think that uh, that's a really great Uh, practice as well is um you know you don't want to work on company time but you know in your off hours nights and weekends sort of thing mornings um i think it's great to try to do something and see if it works before you totally blow up your life (laughs) um so yeah that's a couple a couple couple tips
1: no that's great they talk about the successes and we always read about the people that made it and you know we don't always talk about the ones that 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 didn't know so that's good. We always like to pick pick that side of the brain, especially for everyone who's went out on their uh, on their own because I mean the entrepreneurial spirit. I mean it's the backbone of what we do. It's why our country is so great. I mean yep. the, The latest stats were astounding when you look at you know local small businesses what they make up of our country's economy and it's just it's incredible. It's kind of why where we are where we are. Um, well, let's go. so what's next for, for Omen ventures out of the, the 50 by, by, by 2050, where, uh, where are we at? If you don't mind me, I me mean, asking.
0: Yeah, I'm, an, I'm about eight. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it's going well. Um, I think that the, the, the two things that I haven't really done that are very much on my radar buying a business. So, You know, I think buying and then building further is is still a part of that whole narrative. (laughs) And so I'm I'm definitely exploring that and um, have even made some kind of initial offers on some things that, you know, haven't panned out. So I have an appetite for that. And that's really interesting, especially in kind of the SMB local service uh, business side as well. Um, There's an incredible amount of opportunity with people in their 60s that are, looking for a plan um to try to exit their business and they just they don't have that son that wants to take over the business or you know maybe they're too small to go private equity or something and so that kind of seven hundred and fifty thousand to 1.5 in revenue a year is um, a sweet spot for acquisitions i think and so there's a lot of interesting things in that world going on um And, uh, you know, then, and the other thing is, is also just kind of direct, directly investing in other businesses um, without being operationally involved, because to this point, I've really been operationally involved in everything I'm doing. And so, yeah, those are, those are some things on the horizon. Wonderful.
1: I also was able to do a little research on you too. And, you know, I, I, we talk a lot about entrepreneurs and, and, and the, you know, the uh, uh, financial, um you know the economic uh, presence that they leave in a community but two you know everyone that we've had on our podcast seems to have a great local volunteer portfolio just as much as they have in the corporate world and that's mm-hmm. that's something we don't necessarily want to uh negate and we actually want to promote this so you know i'm seeing you know community group coach and then member of the board board advisors uh is that just being you know, the, the, the son of a man who with many talents and trades and both profit and nonprofit, is that where that originated from?
0: Yes, uh, definitely um, allocate, uh, you know, a chunk of my week to serve other people. I think that's important um, to not be so self-centric and uh, you see a lot of times when you see other people's problems or you know about what's going on in other people's lives, um, it helps kind of right size, maybe your stress level or, you know, things going on and and to have a realistic perspective of your own life. And so, um, yeah, I'm really involved in my local church and, um, I'm also involved in, um, another nonprofit as well. So, um, that's just a really uh, fun joy really to be involved in those things.
1: That's great. That's great. So as, as people listen, we want to direct them and thank you Steven for your time, but, people that are interested in, in Ullman ventures and getting in touch with you more about you possibly work with you. Where, where can we direct them?
0: Sure. Um, love, uh, to have people swing by the website, Stephen or, um, Twitter is probably the other place I'm most active, uh, at Stephen Ullman.
1: Well, Stephen, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking with you and thanks for everything that you've, uh, you've done.
0: Appreciate you having me. Thank you. And there you have it. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Invest Local Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And feel free to follow us on any of our social media platforms. And don't forget to tune in next week for more local stories.